Entrepreneurs will save the world. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. We focus on the mindset shifts entrepreneurs make to increase their influence and impact in the world. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope called The Dose of Hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at addvalue2life.com slash dose. Addvalue2life.com slash dose. Today's guest is John Mitchell. John's story is pretty amazing. After spending 20 years as an entrepreneur, John was 50 years old, but wasn't as successful as he thought he should be. To rectify that, he decided to find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to his life. That book, Think and Grow Rich. The book says there's a secret for success, but the author only gives you half the secret. John figured out the full secret and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it. John Mitchell and Robert talk about thinking grow rich and how Napoleon Hill leaves the reader wondering if they'll ever know the secret. John has found the secret and teaches others how to apply the secret to their lives. John understands reprogramming the subconscious, which controls most of our thinking. Well, John, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I I appreciate you. I obviously you and I have a, a favorite book that we share in common, and you've you've figured out a way to help people apply it because we know that millions and millions of people have read Napoleon Hill's work, but uh, very few have actually you know gone on to make it you know a, a generate the success that that Napoleon believes everybody should you know would have by now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> so typically I let everyone just share kind of their journey, right? The 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 process that they've gone through to get to to where they are. And so that that could kind of be our, our introduction to the work that you're doing. Okay. Okay. Well you know, when I turned 50, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And, uh, you know, Robert, I had two goals in my life to make enough money so I didn't have to work and to find the women of my dreams. And so at 50, I was falling short on both of them. And, and you know, on the money, I always made $200,000, $300,000 a year. But when I hit 50, hey, I just did the math and I saw that you know, I had to start netting over a million dollars a year if I was going to have the exceptional life. And uh, and on the girl uh, at 50, I'd never been married. But uh, I got to say, I did a lot of interviewing, uh, although my friends called it begging. I, I preferred, <laughs> uh, felt like interviewing was better. But but anyway, uh, you know, at 50, I'm like, well, how do I change this this 20 year history? Uh, and one night, and this is probably like three months after I turned 50, a pearl of wisdom comes to me, find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to my life. Well, you know, I didn't really know if there was one book. So I do the research and, and, you know, to my surprise, I discovered that there's one book that's been read by a hundred million people. And the next best-selling book on success has been read by less than 10 million people. And that book is Think and Grow Rich. And so, you know, I realized that and I'm like, wow, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm, I, I want. And so I'm like a heat-seeking missile the next day to the bookstore. And I buy the book. I read the book. And Robert, then I discovered the problem. He says, as, as I know you know, he says there's a secret for success, but he only gives you half of the secret. It's on the on the reader to figure out the other half. Well, I I'm disappointed and I I mope around for probably 
three weeks. And, and then just one day I get up and I go, John, just man up and figure out the full secret. And so I immerse myself in the book for like about two months. And um, I figure out the full secret and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it. And so, Robert, I, I start applying it to a new business I was starting in the uh, reverse mortgage business. And four years later, I saw my income go to $5 million net a year, which was 25 times what I'd ever made before. And of course, I felt so blessed. But what was really cool was I could see why it worked. I mean, I was I was I had rewired my autopilot and the effect of that was I was focused only on what moves the needle. I had tripled my discipline and I had new ideas coming into my head every week and all that was happening automatically without thinking. And it also, you know, affected my health and my marriage at the same time it was impacting my my income. And so it felt like, it truly felt like a uh, a superpower. I was just playing the game of life at a higher level. And, and I guess more than anything, it just gave me this immense control over my life beyond what I've experienced before. So basically to wrap this up, I became fascinated by the fact that you could take two key scientific principles and apply them to your life and so materially impact your success. Um, and I decided, okay, I'm going to share this with the world. I sold my company and a couple of months after selling my company, I shared my story with uh, the former chancellor and president at the University of Texas. And he says, hey, you got to teach this at Texas and why don't we teach it together? So that started the journey of now sharing this with fellow entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. So obviously a big part of, of, of what you've recognized is is the power of our subconscious and, and how much our subconscious plays into our day-to-day -day life. <laughs> right. So. Right. Well, and you know, I tell you, do you mind if I share something pretty personal with no, you? No, go for it. You know, this is a little bit of the backstory. Um, so when I turned 50, there was a little more going on than, than just feeling the scarcity of time. My mom was dying and she was dying of pancreatic cancer. And she was probably in the hospital like in Dallas for like eight weeks. And every day after work, I'd go see her. And Robert, I'd hold her hand. I just, I talked to her, I'd love on her. And I got to tell you though, it was everything I could do to keep from just breaking down in front of her. And, you know, I'd spend two hours with her and, and then I'd leave and I'd, then walk out into that cold, dark hospital parking lot. And I get in my car and just cry my eyes out. And, and this goes on like for eight weeks, just hmm. crying my eyes out for like 30 minutes every night before I drive home. And obviously I was feeling the impending loss of my mom, but you know, I just knew there was something deeper going on and because I had never experienced this level of emotion night after night, and it was just so excruciating that I knew there was even something deeper. And what was really going on was I just felt like I was letting my, my mom down with my own life. Um, my, my parents had given me, me everything they could. They sent me to Jesuit high school in Dallas when they really probably couldn't afford it. And they, sent me to the University of Texas and and I didn't have to pay for anything. And so, um, you know, night after night, I'm, I'm sobbing in my car with this, this horrible feeling that I'm letting my mom down. Uh, you know, they just gave me all the advantages, but, but I wasn't making a dent in the world. And candidly, all I had was the average life. Hmm. And I hate it the average life just because I was knew I was capable of so much more. Uh, and, um, you know, now I see that, that, that pain I was feeling from letting my mom down was really the rocket fuel that caused me to go deeper into thinking grow rich than any other person on the planet ever had. 
and and figure out the full secret. Hmm. So I mean, obviously Napoleon Hill talks about a burning desire, and 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 I think that that became your 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 driving force to to find your burning desire, or or was that your burning desire? You know, no, I think I think that's right. It it uh, he does talk about a burning desire, and and maybe that that pain of of my mom coupled with turning 50 and realizing I had to make it happen, that scarcity of time uh, was was really pivotal. And, you know, I, I'll tell you something that that I have come to, to believe, and we were talking about this a minute ago. I see that I had a fundamental false belief about success. And once I changed that false belief, everything changed and and if i could can i share you with share with you a, a quick story on on what that that false belief was of course well you know and this was this really was the night my my life changed forever and this is this is during that time period uh when i was going well my, when my mom was dying and so you know but i remember this one pivotal night um uh you know, it uh, it just felt different because it was actually snowing that night. And so I go see my mom, love on her, talk to her. Then I drive home and I'm, I'm driving home and I see those big snowflakes hitting, hitting the windshield. And like I said, it just felt different. And so I get home from the hospital and, and I plop myself down in my comfy chair and I decide to read, read a few pages of Think and Grow Rich. And and Robert, keep in mind this is probably the tenth time I've read the book as I'm and as I'm digging deep to figure out the full secret. Anyway, I read that night that my success comes down to my daily actions. You know, the the cumulative effect of my daily actions determines my success in each area of my life. Well, I buy that. You you buy that? Of course. Right. Right. I never, you know, I, I personally never had thought about it quite like that, but yeah. Okay. My daily actions. Yeah. Determine my success. And then I read something that really surprised me. It said that 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. Hmm. Interesting. Well, by now I'm ready to go to bed. And so I put the book down and I go wash my face and brush my teeth and I get in bed but you know, Robert, I can't stop thinking about what I'd read. I, I that, and I, it, I'm thinking about 95% of my daily actions are unconscious, and then it hit me. I'm like, then, then I don't control my daily actions, yet those unconscious daily actions are the very thing that determines my success in each area of my life. And you know, this is it feels like a real epiphany and you know life changing and so i sort of sit up in bed and i'm i'm looking in my backyard and i'm seeing the snow following falling and uh i realize well i know i control something and i'm like oh i control my intentions my and then i'm like well what does control my actions well hey it's my autopilot it's my subconscious mind and you know now the dots are starting to connect, you know, that's why Think and Grow Rich spends so much time talking about auto-suggestion and the subconscious mind. And at that point, it all started to come together. And, and I realized that what had been holding me back was my false belief about success, that, that uh, I controlled my, my daily actions. And, and then I realized that my success is determined by my daily actions and 95% of them are unconscious. Therefore, my success comes down to actually controlling my autopilot. And that epiphany changed my life. Absolutely. <clears throat> so obviously that, that that's a huge step, but recognizing now the next step is, so how do I, how do I program <laughs> my right. subconscious? Right, right. Well, and, and I'll share with you sort of, let me tell you the the full secret so so that we sort of get that out and I'll then explain how we we apply it if that's okay and so um 
and this this probably happened a week later after I had uh, uh, realized that that false belief about success. Um, and uh, you know, I, I again, I go see my mom and I love on her, and I get back from the hospital and I and Robert, I'm just thinking about my life. I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm thinking about the frustration of working so hard for like 20 years, but not really having anything to show for it. The, the, the disconnect between my efforts and results and I don't know, just not getting traction. And, and, you know, it was particularly frustrating because I worked harder than all my friends. And so, um, when I turned 40, um, I decided, okay, uh, again, this is at 40. I decided I'm going to take a different approach. I'm, I'm just going to do my best. That's, that's all I can control. So, uh, I'm just going to do my best and let the results turn out, whatever they are, just put my head down and work hard. Uh, but as I, as I'm thinking about that now, I see, uh, inconvenient truth. You know, I see that, and this would really hurt. Uh, I saw that for 10 years, when I really was honest with myself now, I wasn't doing any anywhere close to my best. I, I wasn't playing full out. You know, I thought I was, but I wasn't, I wasn't even close because if my daily actions are what determines my success and I'm not controlling my autopilot, then, hey, I've been deceiving myself for years. This false belief I had of just head down, work hard was all wrong for decades. Mm. And the epiphany that, that came to me that night was I was playing the game of life really at only 5 to 10% of my potential. And, and, Robert, that really hurt because, you know, my identity was doing my best. You know, that's who I was. And I think that's that's it for a lot of people. And it just hurt to see for decades, I had this fundamental misguided understanding of what it meant to do my best. And so, you know, I was working hard, but I sure wasn't working smart. And I remember wallowing in that pain for like 30 minutes. And, but then the magic sort of happened. The pain morphed into something truly life-changing. Uh, the, the full secret of thinking grow rich came to me. And, and here it is. It's what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And let me say that again. What you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And what that really means is you define, you create clarity. You define, here's exactly the person I want to be. Here's exactly what I want to accomplish. And here's precisely how I'm going to achieve my clearly defined goals. And so, you know, once I understood that, then, boy, like the next day, I'm on fire. I'm, I'm like, uh, over the next two, two weeks, I defined all those things about my life. And once I created that clarity, then I developed like the key component of the system I was creating. The, the template where I could take all that clarity and make it succinct by putting it on this, this template so that I could feed that clarity uh, so each morning to myself so it didn't take very long. And, and the, the template allowed me to apply all the science of the human mind I'd, I'd learned from Think and Grow Rich. And reading it each morning was the repetition that thinking grow rich says is required to influence the subconscious mind and rewire my autopilot. Does does that all make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Napoleon is very clear about the rep repetition. Right, is is how we change the habits, and of course, the repetition of thought, which is the repetition of you know what we tell ourselves. And so that's 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 incredible that you know being able to find that clarity and then create it and our create a tool to to help you um, program that autopilot. Right. Well, and, you know, I think I really think the the takeaway from that story maybe is, you know, obviously, once I figured that out and created the template and started implementing it in my life, you know, I, my income went up by 
25 times what it was the prior 20 years. And, and I, I met the woman of my, my dreams. But, you know, Robert, candidly, the biggest benefit that I got from it was this level of control over my life to a, to a level I'd never experienced before. And, and think about it. You know, if you're feeding the succinct articulation of your life to yourself every day, you're going to feel this, this immense sense of control. And, and I just came away, you know, feeling like I finally, I was playing the game of life at my full potential rather than 10%. And, and, you know, I, that, that's an incredible feeling to just play, feel like you're playing this game of life at your full potential. And I found it to be way better than any uh, material possession because, you know, it changed who I was. I was controlling my autopilot rather than my autopilot controlling me. And, and that, you know, playing at my full potential really gave my life meaning and, and it allowed me to, to be the best version of myself. Uh, so obviously so powerful, right. And, and recognizing that, <laughs> that your, your potential you, to be able to tap into that. Right. I mean, I, I grew up with teachers constantly telling me, well, Robert has so much potential, right? right. <laughs> so much, so much potential. And, and nobody ever teaches you, well, how do I get that potential out? Well, and you know, I think, you know, it's a lot of people are hardworking, don't you think? Of course. But, but, you know, nobody ever actually set them down and said, okay, let me just go over how success works. You know, it's it's your daily actions. You gotta. It's all comes down to your daily actions, and uh, the cumulative effect determines your success in your career, in your marriage, in controlling your health. But the 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 light bulb moment is realizing. Wait a minute. Ninety five percent of them are unconscious. Therefore. I've got to control my autopilot because when you control your autopilot, it, it makes things happen automatically without thinking. And like, I'll give you an example. Here's, I mean, it, I, it truly feels like a superpower to me, but, uh, and this happened not, not too long ago. I uh, went to see a, a client of mine in San Antonio and is around Christmas. And I got uh, my wife, Ginger to, uh, to go with me. So I tell her, you know, meet me at uh, Starbucks at two o'clock and we'll head out. So I get there a little early and, uh, you know, it's Christmas. I'm like, what the heck? I'm going to have a brownie. Well, I, uh, I have a brownie. And one of the things I feed myself in my 12 minute a day, uh, uh, methodology is that I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth. Well, I start eating that brownie. I'm aware I'm eating it. I'm aware it's not very good, and but I finish it. And uh, the gin sh shows up, and we get in the car, and and I'm driving to San Antonio, and I'm like, you know, I don't I don't really feel very good. I've certainly lost my appetite. And then that night, um, I get back home, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to change one thing in my template. I'm going to change from I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth to I evaluate everything I put in my mouth. Well, the next night we go and have um, uh, dinner with her son at, and have Mexican food and I order tacos and the tacos come and they're not very good. But this time I've been evaluating everything I put in my mouth and I just slide those tacos away. I don't have another bite and that happens automatically without thinking. And then that night when I'm laying in bed, I'm like, boy, I'll tell you, if that's not a superpower, I don't know what is. When you can make yourself take the right actions automatically without thinking, it's uh, it's immensely powerful and it truly is a superpower. Absolutely. And and it's not just about your business choices, right? It's It's your life choices. And so you're creating boundaries or expectations around each of these areas of your life. Right. I think, you know, you mentioned people working hard and I think a lot of people are working hard without intentionality. And, and what you're creating is a system to be intentional in the areas of your life that are important to you. 
you know, that's a great way of putting it. Uh, you know, it, yeah, that is great. That is great. That's an excellent way of putting it. So, so let's talk about those those domains that that your template focuses on, if if you're willing to. I mean, if you want to share. Right. No, no. I'm I'm. You know, I tell you, um, the template is uh, is how we apply the science, and and one of the things that that is true with people is is they see their life in general terms. Uh, and well, f let me say this. First of all, they don't have a lot of clarity uh, when it really comes down to it. You know, oftentimes people don't know exactly what their top three values are. And like I said, you know, the, the, the secret of think and grow rich is, you know, you're defining exactly the person I want to be, what I want to accomplish and how I'm going to accomplish that. Well, people see that in general terms and, and like the subconscious mind only responds to repetition. So if you like, if you tell your subconscious mind, I want to be successful, it has no clue what to do with that. And, um, but, uh, the template is how we make it specific and may, and condense that, that, uh, clarity down to, to, so it, you can feed it to yourself 12 minutes a day. And, uh, but it's the lever that makes everything go. It's the, it's the, it's the the floodgates open for influencing the subconscious mind through this template. And one of the things you know that you'll find interesting that that I I find interesting uh, is that you know I I became the mental coach for the University of Texas head coaches in in the 16 different sports, and and the right way this sort of happened was I taught my methodology to the athletic director. And, and a lot of people don't know this. The University of Texas is the biggest brand in college sports. They take in more revenues, like $250 million a year uh, in revenues. And that makes them bigger than Notre Dame and Ohio State and, and all the big programs. And um, so as, as uh as I started teaching this I, at Texas, I meet the athletic director and he now is the, the highest paid athletic director in the country, just got an $18 million contract. And so he's, he wants to learn this 12 minute day technique. So I teach it to him. And interestingly, as I'm teaching him, he has the exact same false belief I had that, that I controlled my, daily actions. And he thought so too. I said, no, you control your intentions. Your autopilot controls your daily actions. So we, you know, he learns it. He loves it. He says, well, I want you to teach this to my, my head coaches. And so I was telling him, I said, well, you know, why don't we make the University of Texas the gold standard for mental training and conditioning? And because I said, you know, we're not going to see greater athletic performance from uh, better nutrition or weight training. It's all going to come from the mental side of the game. And I said, you know, why don't, why don't I go meet the top um, sports psychologists in the world to, to make us the gold standard. And so uh, in the, in, in the sports world, there's really three guys that are like head and shoulders above everybody else. And one of them is Michael Gervais in Seattle. And so I go see him and, uh, and uh, you know, he gives me a pearl of wisdom that I can take and I put it in my, my template. It's really a powerful idea. So I, I do that. And then the next, next guy I go see is, is Trevor Moad, who is the um, mental coach for Alabama and, and Nick Saban. <clears throat> and he gives me a pearl of wisdom. Well, I go and I change my template to reflect that. And so, you know, the template now is 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 over 15 years in development. But I th what I I so enjoy is is having the brightest and best minds in the in the world helping me refine the template. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book. 
Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So you mentioned a, a couple things that I, that I really like in there. Obviously, you know, refining the template. And and I think you know, that the, the biggest piece is helping people discover that, that they can live intentionally, that they can design their life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so few of us think that we have that level of control, right? That we can, we can design what, what, what we want to have. We can design how, um, not so much how we, we don't want to focus on how, because we want to focus on the, like you said, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? And what is the impact that you want to have in the world? And, and then design, you know, design your life around that idea. And of course, I believe entrepreneurs are the ones that can design their business around right. the life that they want to have and, right. and creating those, you know, I call it creating boundaries around those areas that are, they're important to you, but there really is that, that repetition of, of the dream, that repetition of the vision that, that is, that is really powerful. And, and obviously I think your template makes it easier right it, it combines the science with with napoleon's you know right read this read this morning and night until you you know until you've had it memorized and, and then it becomes a part of a part of you right why don't um, why don't why do you think most people don't think they can create the life they want or because they haven't created it so far <laughs> yeah i well yeah i get but yes i get that i get that but um you know, I mean, it, when you really look at it simply, God gave us this precious life. It's it's up to us to make it what we want it. You know, my attitude is, well, if the top book in the world on success says this is how to do it, you know, a book that's that's been read by 100 million people, just the law of large numbers would tell you that maybe there's something to this idea of of, you know, creating this immense clarity and then feeding it to yourself every day. And that ends up rewiring your autopilot and it makes the uh, right actions happen automatically without thinking. I mean, how th- this is pretty damn simple to me, right? Well, I, I agree with you. And, and what, even when I take people through, through thinking grow rich, it's, it's astonishing the number of people that we can read the book from cover to cover. And then I ask, so let's talk about your six steps. Right. And, and they never even take the time to write the six steps, which is a very clear instruction. There's no there's no hidden there's no hidden secret in, in writing the six steps. And yet so few people actually take action um, and do it. And, and that's you're right. It is surprising. Uh, but I know I know that my coaches and, and other coaches that, that have done it and have written the six steps and have taken the time to, to do that repetition in their life it's, it's made a huge impact. And now you're multiplying that impact 10 X or hundred X with a template that makes it even more provides even more clarity right? in in that. And I think, I think that's, that's incredibly powerful. And that's the funny thing. It's so simple. Well, you know, there's a simplicity to it that, that makes it feel for many people, it just feels like, well, that'll never work. Right. And they allow their they allow that imposter voice, which I believe, you know, is is of the devil. It's of the it's it's the the dissenting voice. And its job is to stop you from fulfilling God's potential in you. Like there's a voice in our head that's designed to stop us from from the potential God created in us. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Robert, because, you know, I just had this experience about I don't know about three months ago, two or three months ago, I went to a, a mastermind in, uh, in Georgia with my friend, uh, Tommy Breedlove. And, um, he, uh, uh, he brought like 10 entrepreneurs together. They're all in their, their, uh, forties and fifties. And, uh, uh, I really, 
and we spent like four days together. And and I was really interested in just just hearing what people's issues were more than anything. And uh, early in the the mastermind, uh, everybody said that they've got this this negative inner voice saying, "I'm not good enough," or "I don't." deserve success or some some version of that just just what you're saying and you know i told him i said i wouldn't put up with that for a second i'm like you know life is hard enough without you piling on you <laughs> and and i said you know you can we we program any sort of negative voice out of people also any negative uh, or any childhood wounds and and you know the the inner voice we put in people is uh, I can do anything I set my mind to. And, and, uh, but you're right. I, uh, I, a lot of people have this negative inner voice, right? Well, and, and the idea I think for many is they think that voice is them. They think what, that what voice do you mean is, by that? Well, so the, this idea that, that that voice is, is theirs and they don't control it versus, versus the idea that, I can control that voice and I can, like you just said, I'm not going to put up with that crap. Like, right, I don't, right. that voice, when that voice says no to me, I say, oh, oh, wait, whoa, where you, where do you get off? Right. Yeah. Right. You know? And I, I've named him, you know, we argue. And and so I named him Bob because Bob was, uh, you know, obviously Robert and Bob, but, right. you know, but, but I don't put up with any guff from Bob. Bob's, you know, I have the right to tell Bob to shut up first of all. But the other part is, you know, when Bob pops up for me, it's always, wasn't well, that interesting, Bob, that you would bring that up right now, right? And and so you, you can challenge that voice and 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 you have control over that voice, just like you said, we would never tolerate that. And we reprogram that voice to say, why why wouldn't that voice be on our side? Right. Well, you know, maybe maybe we need to kill Bob. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, seriously, I mean, you know, come up with an uh, with another name. Uh, around Robert, maybe, maybe it's Bobby or I don't know what it is, but you know, uh, let's for the moment, let's, let's say it's Bobby. Well, Bobby has, comes into my head every once in a while and he's like, Hey, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. You're smart. You're hardworking. Um, what, what can I not accomplish? I'm, you know, uh, just, just change it from the, the negative voice doesn't even exist. I like it. You, you know, I tell you, I show you how, how we ex apply this, uh, this methodology and, and maybe the best way to show it is, is through the experience of teaching my, my partner, you know, I, uh, and this happened like four years ago as I'm starting to share this with the world. Uh, I was on uh, Kelly Hatfield's podcast. She's out of uh, Seattle and she's in the um, uh, recruitment field, particularly for entrepreneurs. I mean, for engineer engineers. And she is just the cool. She is just a bright light, just a cool lady. She's she's about when I met her, she was 43. And so I I go on our podcast and uh she says, hmm, this idea of applying science to your life to up your success, <clears throat> basically to leverage yourself, that's that's the essence of Think and Grow Rich. She says, I'm going to try this and, and I'm going to apply it and, and I'm going to report back to my audience. Well, I teach her the methodology and um, it causes her income to double uh, within a few months and takes her income like it did mine to netting seven figures a year. But Robert, what was really interesting was as I start to teach her this, she has the exact same false beliefs I had that she, she said, well, I said, do you think you control your daily actions? She goes, absolutely. I'm like, no, no, you control your intentions. And, and she, I said, 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. And she's like, you know, I don't really believe that. And so I said, okay, let's Google it. If you Google what percentage of your daily actions are unconscious, in big dark letters, it'll say 95%. And so once once I made her realize 
that. Then I gave her one little additional piece of information that was pivotal in that we are innately wired for survival, mm -hmm. which means that 90% of our thoughts are fear-based and we're reactive rather than proactive. And I explained to Kelly, I said, you know, what that means is when you, when you open your eyes each morning, you're on autopilot most of the day, innately wired to be fear-based and reactive and negative, which is exactly the opposite of how you want to be if you want to be productive, creative, and happy. And, and I, she said, oh, I see. She says, I've always felt like I was playing at 10 or 15% of my potential. I said, that's exactly why. You know, you are playing at at 10% of your potential unless you're you're controlling your autopilot. And so once she understood that, she said, well, okay, well, teach me how to rewire my autopilot. And so uh, I said, okay, it's a three-step process. We, we establish immense intention and clarity. We're going to do that through the this extensive questionnaire at step one. Then we're going to take that clarity and put it on this template. So again, so, so it's specific and so we can uh, read it in a reasonable amount of time. And then the third step is uh, uh, now every day you're going to, you're going to feed what's on the template to yourself and it's going to take 12 minutes a day. And after 21 days, approximately three to four weeks, the magic happens and what you're feeding yourself starts showing up automatically without thinking in your thoughts and actions. And those enhanced, improved thoughts and actions creates the life you dream of. And it's just powerfully simple. And I told Kelly, I said, you know, once you start doing this, you're going to see three things happen. First, you're going to have this immense sense of control over your life. Like I said, you know, you're, you're feeding the succinct articulation of your life. Of course, you'd feel control. And then the second thing you'll, you'll experience is, is confidence because that control, you know, basically makes you feel confident and you're focused only on what moves the needle and all distractions fall by the wayside. And, and, uh, and then the third thing is, uh, you'll start seeing things happen automatically without thinking. Uh, and they're happening just, just automatically. And, and you'll experience it like a light bulb going on in your head. And again, it's going to take about three weeks before that starts to happen. But once it does, uh, it'll be immensely powerful. Well, I mean, there's so much in there that, that I like and identify with. Obviously, the brain is still unevolved in that area of protecting us, right? And, right. And, and treats us like there's a lion outside of every unknown door. Right. Well, that's that survival thing. And and it and it really does control so much of, you know, the, the fear-based thinking, the fear of a sales call, the fear of, of, you know, starting a podcast or the fear of going live on, on, on Facebook and, and the things that, that, business people need to be doing right that that are holding them back and so being able to take shift those from from fear based to empowered is is so important well and I, i'll give you an example uh, of of how this what rewiring process works you know uh uh i was telling you that i and i was this is what i was taught kelly i said you know it'll take three weeks and and uh, at first, it's you're going to think it doesn't work. Uh, but I said, you know, like, like I didn't get married until I was in my 50s. And and uh, I decided that I discovered that my married friends hadn't told me that sometimes your spouse will say something irritating. And so I'm like, <laughs> you know, wow, who knew? And and so I started feeding myself every day that I'm flexible, patient and thoughtful. And I would articulate what that meant relative to my relationship with the ginge, but, um, I, so I start doing that and 15 days in, I'm no more flexible, patient or thoughtful than when I started, but about the 21st day, ginge says something irritating and Robert in that moment, I'm flexible, patient and thoughtful. 
that's who I had become. And the point of sharing that story is the reason it didn't work 15 days in is my subconscious mind had not been fully rewired and it rejected the programming. But, and there's something it just, I'm amazed that it always happens around two, around three to four weeks that at some point it just says, I give up. I'm going to now completely uh, start feeding up what you're feeding me uh, every morning. And, uh, and that's why it's, it's so, so powerful. Uh, absolutely. And, and the idea that we can you know, reprogram that fear-based system into a, into a system that, that is positive, you know, and encouraging and, and really empowering, right? That's what gives you that, not just control, but confidence to, to see it play out. But even more importantly is the self-belief that, that that control creates, right? I can, right. I can imagine something and I know that by, by doing this repetition that I can bring it about. Well, and you know, it's, it's like, here's a good analogy. I think, you know, your, your brain is a computer and it has an operating system and, and, you know, the human brain is the, the most powerful computer in the world. But the reality is we're, we're running it with an antiquated operating system. You know, that it's remember back the first versions of windows, the DOS version, it's like, we're taking this supercomputer and running it with this antiquated operating system that gears us to survival. Of course it runs clunky. Uh, and all this is doing is it's overlaying programming that that overlays that that programming from being uh, survival based. And and that program essentially goes away and this programming replaces it. Does that does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I mean, very clearly that uh, there's parts of our brain that that need to be forced to catch up to this right. 21st century. Right. You know, in, in teaching this to, to clients, you know, uh, we, I, I call it mentoring plus methodology and in the mentoring side of it, I, I discovered when I started, uh, making mid seven figures a year, you know, I learned that there were like seven key habits that, that were required to, to earn that type of money. And, and so, and typically I maybe have 20 years more experience oftentimes than my clients. So I teach them those seven habits and then the methodology makes those habits show up automatically without thinking. And, um, and, you know, in working with clients, if I, if I don't think I can double their income within a year, I won't take them as a client. And, and I'm so sure it works. I give my clients a money back guarantee and, I'll give you an example with one of my clients uh, uh, a while back. Um, I, uh, I taught him this technique of setting aside time to just think two times a week, deep to deep think. And, and I asked him, I said, well, what moves the needle in your business? Think about that and come back to me. So he comes back and now this guy is up in, in Portland, very successful guy. He's making, he's netting coming in, making $2 million a year, which is sort of typical. Half my clients are already netting a million or more, half or under a million. And um, he's in the storage facility business, many warehouses. And so he comes back and he says, well, you know, I think what moves the needle is uh, getting properties that I've recently acquired, get them, getting them completed and producing uh, income. He says, that's what moves the needle. And I said, you know, I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm like, let's do a thinking session together. So we, we do it together. And I said, you know, I asked him, I said, well, what's your special talent? And he says, well, I can see opportunities in storage that other people can't see. And I'm like, okay, let's just remain quiet for a minute or so. And so after a minute, I go, you know, I think what moves the needle in your business is uh, uh, getting more properties in your evaluation pipeline and having metrics around that and a monthly goal. Well, he took that one idea and, and, 
and saw that that's what moved the needle and started feeding that to himself every day. So it showed up automatically without thinking. And it took his income from net $2 million a year to net $4 million a year. And, and that idea was already in his head. We just had to unearth it and then apply the methodology so it, it showed up automatically every day in his thoughts and actions. Mm. It's pretty powerful. You so know, you, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I, I, you know, one of the things that I was going to say is, is you may go, well, what's really different about this from everything else in the success and human achievement field? And, you know, I see that everything else in the success business and then the, in the personal growth business are strategies. And, and oftentimes, really good strategies. But, you know, Robert, you got great strategies coming out your ears. What you need is to have great strategies show up in your thoughts and actions automatically without thinking. And, and that's precisely what this does. Because if you learn another strategy, all that's affecting is your intentions. Again, that's the lesson that I learned was that I control my intentions uh, my autopilot controls my actions. Therefore, I have to control my, my autopilot. But more strategies just affects your uh, intentions. You, you, you buy that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we can just pile on one more, one more thing that, that, that we intend to do. Well, and, you know, as I, as I work with people, you know, this, this works on everyone, but it's not for everyone. And, and what I mean by that is uh, it, it's it, you know you and I were talking about Darren Hardy, um, and and you know I went and saw him and uh, about uh, three or four years ago, and I go see him, and uh, uh, I show him what I created, and I had to write a big check so I could spend the time with him, and I was visiting him for three days. He looks at it and he goes, "Wow, you know this is pretty darn good," but he says you know, John, people aren't going to spend 12 minutes a day on this. And I'm like, Darren, how the heck can that be? Uh, you know, this 25X my income, it, Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind my methodology, and we're applying the central concept of the top book in the world on success. How are they not going to spend 12 friggin' minutes a day on this? And he says, well, John, you know, the uh, dirty little secret of the success business is that most people won't do anything to impact their success in life. You need to find people where more success is a, is a necessity. He says for most people, it's merely a preference, merely a preference. And, you know, that was so enlightening as I started sharing this with the world. I'm like, okay, if my goal is to double somebody's income, uh, within a year and I'm giving them a money back guarantee, then I want to make sure that they are going to do the work of creating the clarity. And, um, and, and, you know, Darren was so right. You know, most people, you know, it's only, it's merely a preference that, that they're more successful. And so when I select people to, to teach this to, I got to see that they're driven and that I got something to leverage because uh, that's that's what this is, is leveraging people through through science. Um, does that does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, it, the reality of of self-help is that much of it becomes shelf help and, and, right. and people don't don't apply it in their lives. And even in coaching, when they're paying for for coaching services, there's a, a group right. of people that that that. Not in my coaching, I don't typically tell people what they should do. I help them discover that for them, you know, from within themselves, and they still don't do what they know is in their own best interest. Right. Well, and, you know, I get people that come to me and they go, well, this won't work on me. <laughs> That's and, a great way to start. Well, and, you know, I respect that, you know, um, because... Of course, you don't think it's going to work on you because nothing you've tried to this point has worked. Why would why would I think or you think that 
the latest thing you're hearing about is going to work on you. And so, you know, I actually respect people who say that, but then I go, well, you know, understand this, this is pure science. This works on everyone. And so, but you got to do it. And, um, you know, the, the other thing that I sort of have, have seen is that people sometimes will go, well, I don't have the time. Well, um, I see that there's three components of time. There's the actual amount of time, there's the efficiency of time, and there's the scarcity of time. And so for the people that say, I don't have time, I'm like, well, you know, this is 12 minutes a day. And I see a lot of programs where they say, well, you need to spend an hour meditating or 30 minutes journaling or 15 minutes uh, with affirmations. And I'm like, if you're like me, I want to get going when I start my day. I got 12 minutes, but I don't want to take an hour and a half. And and then the other sort of issue about time is um, is uh, the efficiency of time. And, and my partner tells a story of how uh, she was getting her days chewed up with people always asking her uh, to solve problems. And she ended up uh, programming herself to ask them three questions uh, and have them solve the problems themselves. And she said it ended up creating like about 20 hours a month uh, to, that freed her up to work on her business instead of in her business. Mm. And, and so that's the efficiency of time. And then the scarcity of time is what I felt at 50 that, hey, you know, you got one shot at this thing we call life and, and, you know, need to jump on it and, and make it what you want it to be. Absolutely. So you mentioned, obviously the 12 minutes is, is a pretty solid routine. And, and so that routine is, is pretty important to you in your, in your life. Right. Is, is gratitude a part of that routine? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, <sighs> I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it's so impo- important to me because I truly feel blessed with this and I see how hard life was uh, for me and, and not that the mine was any harder than anybody else's but but I see when you see a new way of of doing life and and you you change that false belief that you control your daily actions. Uh, you know, I see how different life is and, and I, I am so thankful for it that I honor that by teaching what I've created to fellow entrepreneurs. Mm, so important. All right, John, I'm going to switch things up just a little bit because now I know you're, you're, you're married and, and, and that's been a huge piece of, of life change. So what was your favorite date with your wife? You know, I tell you want well. I tell you, the, my favorite date with my wife was when I asked her to marry me. Um, I'll try and keep this short, but but uh, I I wanted to make a splash, and so I fly her out to California, and we stay at the Ritz Carlton uh, at Laguna Niguel, and um, I uh, arrange this picnic. And we take a limo to to the picnic, and it's about an hour away. And we're sitting there um, uh, having this picnic, and we had people attending to us. And this helicopter starts landing next to us. And I said, well, Jen, let's go over and see what this is about. And as we're walking over there, I get down on my knee and ask her to marry me. And then we get in the helicopter, and we fly over the Pacific Ocean. So that's probably our favorite date. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, you know, I, I needed to to pull out all the stops with her because she's <laughs> she is amazing. Well, congratulations on, on bringing that about for yourself. And, and obviously, I'm a huge advocate that I believe and like Napoleon Hill, that that a man is is far more effective or efficient in the world if he has a true partner. That, that comes alongside him. And, and I, I think that the, the power of the marriage mastermind is, 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 is not replaceable by, by any other 
um, energy source. Well, you know, part of my program is really wrapped into uh, marriage and your romantic relationship because I see how powerful influencing your autopilot in that regard is. Because, you know, as you know, sometimes your spouse will say something irritating and your for first reaction is to to take offense to it or, or say something that's not pleasant. And, and I programmed myself to just recognize the irritation. You know, I'm not going to change that I'm going to be irritated, but I programmed myself to just recognize the irritation because if I could create a one or two second delay in, in how I reacted, then I would open my mind up to go and, you know, why don't you just listen to her and see if you can learn something by shutting up as opposed to, you know, saying something, but, and, and that, that, that ability to recognize my irritation now happens automatically without thinking. Mm. And, uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. That's a good level of awareness to have. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, I got a, I got a gift. I want to give your, your audience, if you don't mind. Not at um, all. <clears throat> so, um, if you will, uh, just text the word autopilot to five, five, four, four, four. So that's autopilot, one word, to 55444. And I've got a special gift that really will go much deeper and explain this in, in much more detail. And uh, I'd be honored if, if you would uh, uh, go ahead and text me. All right. We'll definitely share that with everyone. All right. So, John, what's the, what's the big dream? You know, uh, the big dream is to... Uh, share this with uh, millions of people. Um, although I see that uh, this is for people that are driven. And if, if someone's not driven, this is not for them. And, and you, you driven people, you know who you are, right? You don't have to wonder, am I driven or not? If you're wondering if you're driven, you're not driven. Uh, would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, and so, you know, I think my dream is to change people's lives and, and, uh, you know, I just did a, uh, I, I had th three of my clients come to my house and we, I did testimonial videos and, and you know, it, it just made me proud to see the impact it had on their lives. You know, all of them doubled their income and a couple of them now are netting seven figures a year, but, but more than that, it's really the the sense of control they have for their life the you know now they're they're living their life every day confidently and 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 as opposed to getting up every day and feeling stressed they're they're confident and they're focused on what moves the needle and it's a thousand times better way to operate than they did before in the way I did before and so that's really the joy in my life and Maybe one final story, you know, I, uh, I became a, a grandfather not too long ago. And uh, so we went over, Ginger and I went over to uh, Hannah's house the day after uh, baby Harry was, was born. And for some reason, they give me the baby, Robert, and, and they walk away. And, you know, I'm holding that little boy. And I start to cry because I realize how precious life is. And, uh, I'm like, you know, he's going to live to be a hundred years old and what he m makes of his life is going to come down to him having the courage to create the life he wants and have the courage to, to make it happen. But it's also going to come down to his daily mindset and understanding how success actually works, which you can bet I'm going to teach him. But the point of sharing that story is that everybody's life is precious. You know, my life is precious. Your life is precious. And, and if you're feeling that scarcity of time, you got to step up and, and make the changes uh, to create the life you want. 
because, you know, life is amazing, especially when you play it at your full potential. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your wisdom, your stories, and the, the impact that you're having on the world. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Evan Carmichael and Robert talk about discovering your purpose. It is important to really know yourself and believe in yourself. He helps people believe in their purpose and take action. He's an inspiration, making an impact on the world by helping others.